0: From the Alamo City and the City by the Sea, we got all of South Texas covered. It is the Smokin' Guns Podcast, your premier podcast for San Antonio professional football. We've got it covered all the way from the National Arena League and the 6-1 San Antonio Gunslingers, Guns Up, and the currently in their offseason San Antonio Brahmas of the XFL. We cover it all. If it's pro football and it's in San Antonio, we want to make sure you know about it and you have all the information. My name is Philip Higginbotham. I am joined at Smoking Guns Podcast, as always, by my good friends, R.C. Woods. Hello, beautiful people. And my good buddy, Leo Yamas. Hey, hey, what's up, Guns... uh, Smoking Guns Posse. There you go, Smoking Guns Posse. Uh... Well, oh, you can reach the show on social media at Smoking Guns Pod. That's Smoking, no G, Guns with a Z, P-O-D. We're all over all of the social medias, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. We have one. I don't use it a whole lot. I'm not really good at the gram, but we've got one. Uh, Go follow us there. And certainly if you're watching the show right now, you're probably watching us on one of those. arenas, (laughs) arenas, <laughs> arenas. You see what I did there? Arenas. I like it. I like it. Arena football, uh, set of gunslingers are six and one. We're going to do a lot of talk about them, but I want to start and just kind of get this over with really quickly. Um, we can talk about it. There have been two large stories in the last 48 hours or so about the XFL. And yes. I think we need to talk about it, discuss it, and then it. move on into National Arena League talk. We got a couple of players coming on today. We also have a surprise um, for, we got several surprises, actually. Yeah, we do. I got surprises upon surprises. Let's talk real briefly about the XFL. First thing you will note, if you look up the XFL right now and you look up what news is going on, is that the XFL lost $60 million this season in their first season. $60 million. Dollars. And you know what I have to say about that? That's a lot of moolah. Whoo! That's <laughs> not that bad. Look, that's not. There are financial people out there that were saying that the that's XFL a, was going to lose a 100 million or more. They lost 60 million. And so that sounds like, well, that's still a lot of money. And it is. It's a lot of mm-hmm. money. Look, I'm not making it. You know. It's a lot of money. 30 million of the 60 million, from what I read. Is past debt that the previous league had incurred that they had to clear off the books before they got started with the league? So they were in a 30 million dollar hole before they started this year, and they only lost 60 million dollars. Mm-hmm. They did almost no uh marketing, we all complained all year long about the marketing. Yep, um, they had terrible know why. game times. Um, because they were trying to see and feel out the market. I really feel like a $30 million loss or a $60 million loss is not that big a deal. And I've already seen some interviews with The Rock. He doesn't feel like it's that big a deal.
1: Hmm.
0: It's like, yeah, yeah, we knew we were going to lose money. It was going on to season two. Yeah, so but was, Most businesses
1: like, lose money the first three years. They're, they don't expect to make money. So this sure. really shouldn't be that big of a news. And if you take the $60 million divided by the eight Teams, right? I know we're not good at math on this show, but how much is that per team? And how much would good. Yeah, <laughs> and they probably would have lost more had they been in their own separate cities and not all together in Arlington. So By I the way, it's the best they could.
0: Somewhere between seven and eight, if I did math. Million, memory, yeah.
1: But,
0: uh, nobody wants to lose money. But everybody recognizes that you have to lose money uh, at the start of this stuff. You have to you have to give money to make money. It takes money okay. to make money. Um, and so this was an investment in starting off the brand. I guarantee you go look at USFL numbers and they're similar, if not more, um, that they're losing each year on their league. Uh, I'm not worried about it. If the ownership isn't worried about it, I'm not worried about it. Um, I've seen a lot of people, you know, ringing the bell and those people that we talk about all the time. That want to see this stuff fail, that are going, ah, they lost 60 million dollars. They're in real trouble. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are. I don't you, think it's I don't think it's as big a deal as some people are trying to make you. Thank you, yeah. Ralph Putkins. He said it's 7.5 million.
2: 7.5 million. Thank
1: million. you, Ralph. Thank you, thank you.
2: Yeah, it's it's like RC said, it's like any other business. You you have it to is. expect losses the first couple of years. And they've even said this that they said um, you know, the rock uh um and Danny have both been on record saying this is the long this is a long game right. and they expect to incur losses the first few years. I think they said they expect the plan is to be profitable by the year 2027, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. I so we're 2023. The so they're prepared for four more years of taking losses till they become profitable. And it's because of the relationships that they've built, the sponsorships that they have. Right. And those sponsors know this business plan as well. They know about these losses and expect these losses sure. as well. These are heavy hitters that we're talking about, and they understand how business works. Um, no need to be alarmed with this. Nope. Other yeah.
0: big story coming out of the XFL dropped last night, or at least that's when I saw it kind of pop up everywhere, and that is that Vegas Vipers head coach Rod Woodson is no longer Vegas Vipers head coach Rob Woodson. He has moved on. They say it's a mutual thing. I'm sure it is. But one thing became very clear through the season. There were two guys that should not have been head coaches that were head coaches in this league. One of them was Rod Woodson and the other one was Terrell Buckley. And so I'm surprised that Woodson yeah. goes first, but I'm not surprised that Woodson goes. That doesn't surprise me at all.
2: Yeah, that I'm on the same that that was surprising to me that we hear about Rod Woodson and no mention of Terrell Buckley because right of the two I think Rod Woodson did a did a better job somewhat than than Terrell Buckley mm-hmm. um in their first coaching gig but I, I certainly believe that it was probably mutual because uh, first of all Rod Woodson got got a tough tough uh gig there right. in in Vegas of all the cities I mean, to be gig? in Vegas was probably the most challenging one they were behind uh behind the, the game at, at, at the very start because of the delays in the venue and everything right. else. So, yeah, Vegas was a tough gig. Um, so, yeah, not not surprising, really. But they're already re- searching for his replacement, and I'm sure they'll find someone good. John Gruden's out there. He is. <laughs> well, John Green. Anything can coaching happen, in, man. Coaching in Vegas yeah. again,
0: man.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to Las Vegas in the end of June. So I'm going talk- RC just
0: said she's going to Vegas. You're going to yeah, be the I'm new going- head coach of the Vipers?
1: Yes, I am. I'm going to go have an interview with them and um, see what I can do. You know what I Great saying?
0: deal. Good so, deal.
1: Uh, so everyone just calm down. It's going to be okay. I'll take Rod- care
0: Rod Woodson's head coaching career, at least in the XFL, at least up till this point, is going to always remind me, or I will always think of Rod Woodson yelling at referees. He always felt like he was getting hosed on referee calls. Yeah. And I'm a big proponent, if you listen to the show at all, of control the things you can control, and the officials aren't part of that. Uh, And so he spent a lot of time dealing with officials that he's not in control of when he should have been spending time to me on his team, coaching up his team. Hey, let's limit the mistakes. Um, They're calling us on everything. Even when you're getting treated unfairly, like you can't control the
2: officials. Um, Concentrate on the things you can control, and the officials aren't one of them. So Woodson yelled at his, at the officials and Buckley yelled at his players. Yep. Absolutely. They they took the same approach of coaching, but they just had different targets.
0: There were three, there were four brand new coaches, but there were three that, that kind of struggled. And each one of them had blame to assign because they had rough seasons. Anthony Beck had a good season. He didn't get in the playoffs, but he had a good season. But Rob Woodson blamed officials. Terrell Buckley blamed his players. Heinz Ward blamed himself. Yeah, um yep. and, you know, there. all season long. That's the way they handled blame as it came out of these losses that kind of started uh stacking on them and piling up on them. Rod Woodson would always go to the referees and how he was getting hosed. Darrell Buckley would always talk about how we don't have the right players. We need better players. We need all of you know, he would really harp on his players. Heinz Ward would sit down in a post game press conference and say, I have to do better. Um, of the three, I'd much, much, much rather have Heinz Ward mm-hmm. than two guys that, that berate their players or that blame the officials when they can't control that. Um,
2: right. Absolutely.
0: So those are your two big XFL. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, usually when, when you're pointing fingers, you have three pink fingers pointing right back at you. So you have to be careful who you're pointing those fingers at.
0: That's what my second grade teacher used to tell me all the time. Would you believe that there I was you? the tattletale kid? Would you You, would you, were. Would you that? What? No. <laughs> Um, so that is the xfl news we've got that out of the way 60 million dollars who cares uh rod woodson leaves who's surprised uh, that is the that is the xfl news that we're going to cover today because the, both of those stories have been big and in the news let's get on to the national arena league and our san antonio gunslingers how about that game this week oh wait wait we were what? on by week.
1: Let me, let me call Philip because he got the misinformation. There was no game. Yeah. There week.
0: was no game, uh, and we didn't gain any ground on anybody either. The the Carolina Cobras, the Jacksonville Sharks, both won their games, so they are right there on our heels, waiting mm-hmm. for the San Antonio Gunslingers to slip again, so that they can start jumping into this conversation of uh, the number one slot in the NAL.
2: And the pressure is on. Let me tell you, Jacksonville doesn't really have a bye week per se this week, but if you're going to play any team in the NAL right now, right, and it's a probable win, it's Albany, and that's who Jacksonville has this week. So the pressure is really on for the gunslingers this week uh, to to show up and show out. Jacksonville, though, uh, aside from their Albany game this week, they have to
0: play Carolina twice. They have yep. to go into Orlando and play Orlando. And you may say, but Philip, Orlando's terrible. And they just lost their quarterback that made them better. I will tell you that Jacksonville, Orlando, and Jim Murnay, if he were here, would attest to this. Jacksonville versus Orlando is one of those rivalries where you really throw the record out. It doesn't matter which team is good and which team is bad. They are Those are always tightly contested games or usually tightly contested games. And that is one of those rivalries going into Orlando. I'm not ready to chalk that one up immediately as a Sharks win. It may be. And they may go in and dominate Orlando and do all the things they're supposed to. But they should have dominated Orlando earlier this season in Jacksonville and did not. Um, So they've got three really tough games coming up. San Antonio has one as well. We've got to play on... Uh July 15th, we've got to play Carolina in Carolina. Um, we need to win out just to control this thing. Yep. Um one and oh. One, one, one and oh every week. And speaking of one and oh, we've got we've got West Texas uh coming in. I hear uh, we'll have to look and see on Saturday, but I have heard rumor that Top Gunner is not coming.
1: <gasps>
2: what? what are you you He won't show his face around it. He we heard scared we- him <laughs> He heard that we have boils flameados all over San Antonio is what it is. We flame right. boil chickens around here. <laughs> and he, he had second thoughts about coming to San Antonio. I don't blame yeah. him. He looks delicious.
1: Roasted, roasted chicken.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. Fry him up.
0: Yeah. We'll have to look around and see if Top Gunner makes an appearance. My understanding is that he will not be here. Uh, I did reach out and ask him if he wanted to come on the show, but seeing as how he's a mascot and doesn't have a voice. Um, it would not have been very interesting audio uh, ah, for no a podcast. Oh. So uh, not only is he scared to come to San Antonio, he's scared to even come on a show uh, about Ooh, gunslinger football.
2: We, we need to send him a, a message, Philip, that says, please come to San Antonio. You look delicious. <laughs> Robert Rankin says, I knew that duck was scared of S.A. Yep, apparently yeah, he so. Was
0: um uh, but the rest of the team is coming to San Antonio. The West Texas Warbirds are on their way here from Odessa this weekend. And uh folks, if you just think that this is going to be a tune-up game that San Antonio can just kind of walk through, I would refer you back to the last game between West Texas and San Antonio where San Antonio uh despite a you know without a late late stop on defense might have had some trouble in that game, and they've gotten better. West Texas has gotten their quarterback
2: uh, since then. Yeah, I I agree, but I will also say, and we talked about it back then. The gunslingers we thought were underachieving, maybe yes. is is the right word. way to say that. And and this this past week, I think they they took a step forward. I think they honestly uh, played one of their best games, if not their best game of the season. And uh, I, I, hopefully they're going to keep that rolling and, and uh, make a statement. I think they really need to make a statement this week because of all the talk, all the stuff we've seen online, all the stuff that's been going out on Facebook, uh, the media uh, poll that came out, which we oh, put a graphic out there with the media poll where now all of a sudden everyone out there that thinks they know anything about uh, the national arena league, they want to say the gunslingers are uh, the second best team in the NAL, despite the record. Um, The everything that Jacksonville has done as far as the owning Texas kind of thing. Right. uh, I, I think the gunslingers really need to start doing their talk, but make doing their talking on the field. Right. They can do the rest of that stuff once the season over when when their work is done. So I have a vote in that media poll. Yep. Um, you and voted I, for the Sharks, didn't you? I
0: did not. I if, you will, if you will pay <laughs> attention to the little number all the way on the right mm-hmm. of that, it is number of first-place votes each team got. Yep. There were two, two for the San Antonio gunslingers. I am certain I was one of them. Mm-hmm. I am almost 100% certain that Ralph Judkins was the other. Mm-hmm. Um, look, Jacksonville beat us, and between that game in Jacksonville, the Jacksonville and Orlando, are or not in Jacksonville, against Jacksonville, between Jacksonville and Orlando, I will freely admit that when I did my media poll in that week, I did put Jacksonville above the gunslingers. They beat us and beat us considerably. Mm-hmm. But then the very next week, we came out, took care of business against Orlando, and up. Uh, Jacksonville. In my opinion, struggled more than they should against, I believe it was Fayetteville like, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, in my mind, they flipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, San Antonio went back to the head, back to the head of the class. They have made some things right. Jacksonville was unsteady. By the way, Jacksonville against West Texas. This week. In the first half of that game, that game was very, Mm -hmm. very, very close. They started pulling away at the end. And now you look at it and you're like, oh, they absolutely killed West Texas. They didn't. No. If you watch the game, the score is not indicative of what the game looked like for the first uh, two and a half quarters of that game. Um, They struggled with West Texas, they're beatable. Like, Jacksonville is beatable. They're playing great football. They're a good football team. I'm not taking anything away from them, but they're absolutely a beatable team. Um, And so when I looked at that against Fayetteville and certainly when I do my media poll this week, I'm going to put San Antonio above Jacksonville because you know what? We've lost to Jacksonville. They have lost to us and Orlando. And so when you look at things, I'm just, you know, you have to convince me that you were head and shoulders above San Antonio to jump them in my my opinion, and that's all a media poll is: is a bunch of people's opinion. And in my opinion, they haven't done that in the past two weeks. They haven't convinced me that they are markedly better than San Antonio, um, and so I'll I'll continue to put San Antonio above them.
2: Hundred percent agree, uh, uh, and and they can make a really big statement this week against West Texas because, like you said, West West Texas is. Uh, a tough team yeah they they are the gunslingers can't go in this game thinking that it's going to be an automatic win or that they're going to have an easy time with this team because they are very dangerous uh the gunslingers are a better team though uh but they need to come in and play like it um and make a statement uh also just the fact and probably even more so if you're than worrying about this jacksonville nonsense is the fact of you want I want to make a statement that you are, in fact, the best team in the state of Texas right now. This is this is about our our home turf, you know, the 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 battle for for bragging rights here in our state. Um, there was talk even in, in the discord, Philip, that you and I are in about some sort of a, an award going to the, the team that wins the state of Texas. So it's probably just hypothetical. We kind of threw some ideas uh, back and forth. And I thought it would be great to have a belt buckle. I know yeah. that there's some other stuff. A cowbell is another idea. Uh, but what's more Texas than a belt buckle? Big old belt buckle.
0: <laughs> well, and I think if you did it on, if you if you set it up like a wrestling belt with the belt coming out either side of just a giant Texas mm-hmm. size uh, <laughs> belt buckle, and then it's, the, it's a it's the Texas championship belt, but yeah. it's also just a Texas belt. Uh, I think would be a really funny idea. Now somebody's got to put that together. Um, We'll see uh, what that looks like. If that ends up happening, I know that there are some people that are working and thinking about that. Um, It would be cool, but I'm I'm less worried about trophies and more worried about the trophy. If you know, the big one. Yes, absolutely.
1: Well, I went to practice this week. And so I can say with a hundred percent certainty, certainty that the warbirds should be afraid they should be scared for coming to play this this weekend because i saw them at practice so they're
2: pretty intense we'll
1: see what happens very cool
0: Uh, around the league we talked a little bit about um about jacksonville and their game against west texas um also on the slate uh carolina beat fayetteville no that's not right carolina beat i'm looking at it it's right in front of me what am i doing
3: <laughs> carolina, carolina texas.
0: beat west texas i'm sorry carolina Fayette... beat west texas yeah fayetteville uh lost to the sharks and fayetteville lost to the sharks both of them struggled both of those top teams struggled against the lower teams Um, We also saw on Friday night uh, Albany go down to Orlando in just a terrible looking game, just an awful looking game. Albany got run off the field um, in every way they possibly could. I, the, the score is not even it was 68-24, but that doesn't even tell the story. No um, it was something like 32 to0 at the beginning of that game or something ridiculous. Uh, but in the midst of that game in the fourth quarter, Jonathan Bain took a um, a late hit, but not not egregious, no. not terrible. Um, took a hit from Kerry Starts and, and impacted the wall with his head and neck area. He was put on a stretcher and taken to a local Orlando hospital. Um, he has had surgery yesterday. The team released information that he had had surgery and that the neurosurgeon believes that he will be feeling better soon. Well, that's all of the update we have currently about Jonathan Bain. I will ask you to be praying for or sending yep. positive thoughts or sure. whatever you do. Uh, for Jonathan Bain right now we uh, Leo and I actually had a conversation with him at the end of the game here in San Antonio and uh, I was very excited to see him finally settle in Orlando Uh, he's had a rough year uh, from, from breaking his leg in San Antonio all the way through the contract issues here in San Antonio going up to Iowa and having a rough time in the IFL coming back and being in Albany and that didn't work out Uh, and then finally landing in Orlando and hoping that that would be a good spot for him to have this injury um, pop up. And we don't know, we don't know what it means for his playing future. I I can tell you that I get worried when you say neurosurgery, when you, when you start talking about neurosurgery, that begins to really concern me about the future of a player beyond this, but I can't even begin to speculate all I'll say is know. we need to be praying for him. There is also a GoFundMe or or um, crowdfunding of some sort online to help take care of some of the needs and the medical bills that he has. If you're so inclined, we'll try to share that out uh, here in the next day or so. In case you need to, you you feel like you need a bigger way to help Jonathan Bain. Um, a lot of talk as the game happened about Kerry Starks and the hit. And had, he should be suspended or uh, banned from the league. Uh, and then some video came out yesterday. Was it yesterday that I posted it, Leo? I think it was. Yeah, yesterday. Um, of a fan, It looked like fan-taking video because it was all the way up, you know, at the mm-hmm. highest level it could be, it looked like. But you could see the hit all the way through. And I will tell you, uh, I don't like Kerry Starks as as – I don't like the attitude that he puts out there. I think he may be different than the social media persona that he puts out there. Um, but I don't like the guy that he purports to be in mm-hmm. social media. He's kind of a trash talker. He's kind of got an attitude. Um, so he bothers me on some level after watching the video of the actual hit and what actually happened. I can't hold it. Kerry starts to blame at all. He did. No. He did make contact with Bain. It was after Bain had released the ball. All told, you could probably throw a flag on him for a late hit on a quarterback, but he pulls up on his second step. He does not drive Jonathan Bain into the wall. He is not attempting to injure or even really put a solid hit on
2: mm-hmm. Jonathan
0: Bain based on the video I saw. This is not Kerry Stark's fault. Um, this no. is This is a terrible, unfortunate circumstance that hurt a great guy in our game, but don't turn around and immediately blame the other guy just because he happened to be there. Kerry Starks is just playing football in that moment, has no intention to injure anybody, and if he even receives a suspension, uh, I would appeal because I don't think it's suspension worthy.
2: Right. Yeah, a very unfortunate play, Um, and for a while, you know, Starks was taking a lot of the blame because the game film, the camera doesn't show, right part of the play it follows the ball follows the pass to the the other side of the field so most of us didn't see the actual event or the occurrence that happened on that side that ended up with with Bain taking this injury uh but now that that film has come out I agree with you 100% Philip there was no malicious intent outside of what there normally is with a defensive lineman trying to get to the quarterback you know the, the defensive lineman is He's trying to hit the quarterback. That's, that's his job. Um, And he was doing his job and he pulled up uh, once, once the ball was away. Um, It was more of a momentum play. If you're going to blame anything, it was, it was the momentum uh, that Bain had as he was trying to escape uh, the pressure. And there was some contact, which added to his momentum. And he had, he ended up in a bad position with his, with his going head first into that wall uh, injuries are the worst part of, of the game of football, but they're, they're a part of the game and they happen all the time. Uh, sometimes they can, some can be prevented more than others. This was one of those that it was just an unfortunate circumstance. And I would be willing to bet that Bain would look at that film and be one of the first ones to tell you, uh, to tell you that, um, cause he's for talking to him we know him, uh, what we know of him. He's a, as competitive as they come. He understands yes. the the passion that you play the game with. And, you know, he's talked about guys from other teams that he's playing against and he still felt like those are his brothers. It's a brotherhood out there, mm-hmm. even if you're not on the same team. Um, so I'm sure he can, can relate and, and feel for the situation uh, that they're both in really. And, you know, we get some encouraging news on on Bain uh, as far as him feeling all his extremities and and yes. uh, the the limited progress that we're hearing. But, yes, by all means, continue praying because anytime the word sure. surgery and anything neurological are used in the same context or the same sentence, it's not a good thing. It's a very, very scary thing. So prayers up. Continue to pray for Jonathan Bain. Absolutely, 100%.
0: Michael Wayne Davis says he, he being Kerry Starks, was in hot pursuit. Looked like he tried to disengage after contact. Um, that's what I saw, too. Uh, pro, pro arena talk on Facebook. Tons of respect for Starks for staying vocal and being a loud supporter of Bain. Uh, Bain. Would have been easy to stay quiet in his situation. You're right. It would have been. And it would have been easy for him to, um, yeah, to to stay quiet or to, uh, he has, he's been vocal about uh, supporting Bane and and praying for Bane and and wanting the best for Bane, um, which is what leads me to believe that Kerry Stark's persona that he puts out there may be a little different than who he really is, because the guy he puts out there is a guy that runs you into the wall and then just don't give up, you know, and, and what's real life. Um, consequences come into play you begin to see who people really are and I think Carrie has uh, come out and been uh, you know I don't think he meant to hurt anybody I think the majority of players in any league and especially in our league have no desire to see anybody hurt of course um, no. they want they they want to well let me to see anybody injured they want to hurt you they don't want to injure you does that make right does, does that make sense <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. um there's a difference they want to hurt you they want you to remember them
3: but mm-hmm.
0: they don't want to injure anybody certainly you don't ever want to see anybody taken off the field on a stretcher you don't Never. want them to have to go to the hospital and certainly don't want to have to have them go into surgery and neurosurgery so we're praying for bane Um, uh, like i say leo and i got an opportunity to talk to him he is actually before all of this happened he was a guest on inside the walls um you can go back and listen to that interview i was super busy last week sorry jim i haven't even heard it yet but i do want to go back and listen to uh jonathan because i really had a great conversation with him earlier uh uh, last week at the end of that orlando game when they were here in san antonio but it is what it is uh orlando for what it's worth um they absolutely killed albany and that says more about albany to me than orlando like orlando is getting better but i can't just say well orlando's a really good team because they beat albany so badly albany is a wreck right now um they don't have a quarterback i don't think after that game both rivers and uh leggett
2: both think, released yeah both released they don't
0: they don't have a quarterback there
2: albany's just a mess uh, it's a hot mess it's- everything that can possibly go wrong is going wrong for that organization. And uh, they're, they're having a tough time just getting from one week to the next. Yep. Jim
0: Renee, who is uh, buddies with uh, Jonathan Bain says we talked for two hours as they got ready for that show, or as they put uh, the audio down for that show, go give that show a listen, go give inside the walls a listen and Hey, follow and listen to them all the time because they're bringing you great stuff. Um, not as good as the smokey guns podcast but nobody is they're they're friends Um, of the podcast (laughs) they're friends no they're friends uh good friends of ours uh jim and zach do a great job with that show and they deserve your follow and your like and uh whatever else you want to toss their way so uh albany is a wreck uh we can go ahead like if you made me put money on anything I know about the end of this season, it, w- it is that Albany will be in last place. Oh, God.
3: That's the like, sure I don't yeah, know right gonna,
0: there.
1: That's a sure I about. don't know who's
0: going to be a champion. I don't know who's going to make the playoffs. I have feelings. Like, I want the gunslingers to be the champion. I want the game to be in San Antonio. I want – I think Fayetteville is going to end up being your fourth uh, uh, playoff team. But if you were like, hey – I will give you a million dollars, but whatever you say has to be the truth at the end of the season. What is the one thing you would say about the NAL at the end of the season this year? It is that Albany will be in last place. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not even a question in my mind. I'm not sure
2: they win another game. Um, I'd be shocked if they win another game. I'd be, I'd be genuinely surprised. Mo checking in
0: and she says Gunslingers will be the champs. I hope so. I wouldn't put money on it because there's a lot of really good football uh, being played in Carolina and in Jacksonville. Um,
2: Gunslingers will be there. I'm with Mo. They'll be the champs. I'm with Mo.
0: Jim Mernay says the fourth seed will be below 500. That's that's okay. It's a possibility, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, which means that they'll have to come in here to San Antonio because we'll be the number one seed, right?
2: Um, Absolutely
0: right, 100%. <laughs> Jim Renee would disagree. He's a Jacksonville Sharks fan and should be. He's in Jacksonville okay. and he's been following the Sharks for years. Um, this week, uh, here you go, Leo. Uh, we have a couple of players coming on. They are in a film meeting right now. Uh, as soon as they get free, they may give us a call and we'll bring them on while we're waiting for them. Leo, I'll play a game with you. You too, RC. All right. There are three there are three games this week. All three of those games have a playoff team, a team that is in the playoff bracket as things are currently uh, as things currently stand, and okay. three teams that are not in the playoff mm-hmm. picture. Yep. I believe one of those will be an upset. Oh. Which one? Should would be your bet for an upset. If you had to put money, which one's going to be the upset? You've got West Texas at San Antonio. Uh, you've got Jacksonville at yeah. Albany. You've got Carolina at Orlando. Which Come one on, of those man. do you see being the upset?
2: <laughs> well, you, you th- that's too easy, right, RC? Yeah. Because the there's first only first three options, yeah. and two of them are certainties as as we're talking, because we've already said, Albany's not going to win a game not the rest win. of the year. So that one's out. Albany's not going to be Jacksonville for sure. And there's no way in heck that we're going to sit here on a gunslingers show or, gun, you know, yeah. a, where we cover the gunslingers and say, oh, yeah, that's going to be the upset. West Texas is going to come to the Freeman Coliseum and take the game against the San Antonio gunslingers. Not going to happen. So there's only one other well, option, sure. when there's three. So, I mean, Yeah, that's got to be pretty obvious. The Orlando Predators
1: are going
2: to beat the Carolina Cobras. If there's an upset this week, that's going to be the upset. I would agree. Uh, In
0: a vacuum, if I take my gunslinger's jersey off, I'm not going to do that because
2: this is a hold on. Do you see this Jason Spurgeon guy? What dirty? Get out of here, dude! What's going on? Get out. Saying West Texas is the upset. Cochino, I, Cochino. I, I thought you were a Gunslingers fan, man. What happened? Man, what happened? What happened? To you, dirty. Can ah. we give him
1: a shirt or a hat?
2: No. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know what's up with Dirty. Uh,
0: so West Texas at San Antonio is a game that you should watch. Mm-hmm. You should watch closely. It's going to be a good football game. Um, I don't think that's your upset, simply because uh, I want the Gunslingers to win. I think they're the better team. I want to know. But that's a pot. I mean, I could see that happening. I don't want to see it, but I could see that being an upset. You're right, Leo. Jacksonville at Albany should be the lock of the year. Jacksonville should win. Albany should lose. Anything that happens that is not that changes the way I think about the whole league outside of the gunslingers. Um, if Jacksonville somehow loses to Albany, uh, a lot of things become questionable in my mind at that point. Um, so you're right. Carolina at Orlando. I really see Orlando coming into this game at home against a Carolina team that is kind of struggling. Um, and with, with Bain on their mind, winning a game for Bain, win- getting a win against – an emotional win – uh for Jonathan bain sure um hess is not a bad quarterback. he's put together some solid work um they are not they are not immediately they're they are not as good a team without Bain, but they're not terrible. they have an option um mm-hmm. with hess at quarterback. Jay, Jim Renee, I like that Jason guy We'll wait till you get to know him, Jim um, <laughs> Wait till you get to know him,
3: all right um,
1: I, I have a quick question Kind of going back to last week I know that there was a camp At St. Gerard And we were going to pay for someone To attend that camp Did that ever happen?
0: No, we never had anybody reach out to us, Arcee Oh,
1: man Not yet. Well, they got next well, week available They still have time they, Yeah, they do
0: so. Yeah, there's there's still an opportunity. James Palmer has a great question for us. Who would All you right? rather face in the playoffs, the Mustangs or the Warbirds? I know my answer.
1: I know my answer.
2: Tweet tweet. Uh, yeah, I would. I would say I would rather at this point play the Mustangs. Yeah, I'd say the Warbirds. Yeah. Oh no way. Warbirds are dangerous. Kings? The Warbirds are dangerous. The Warbirds are dangerous. Oh, so are now, the Mustangs, they, though. I don't want to take anything away from them, but James is absolutely right in saying that right now they have a bit of a situation with at quarterback. Right.
0: I don't know where Cato's at right now. I know that he left the game with an injury um, in uh, on Saturday. I don't know if he's ready or not. But even with a well Raheem Cato, that's all I have to do is neutralize Cato. If I can neutralize. Rakeem Cato, I can win that game. West Texas doesn't work that way. West Texas has a, a a more scary team all the way across to me and and that would that would bother me. Um West Texas is the team I don't want to see in the playoffs. Um I'd much I, rather it be
3: Fayetteville.
2: I agree with uh with uh James where he said the team you that you want to that you want to play is usually the team you regret that you played later. 100% <laughs> Two-two. Yep. Yep.
0: Uh, James Palmer says, the kicker out there in West Texas can hurt you on your own. Somebody else has been bringing up the kicker matchup. Oh, Jay Washington. Our new patron, Jay Jay Washington. Thank you so much. Thank you,
2: man. Jay, for
0: jumping in at the $5 level this week. We appreciate you. Uh, He says, hey, what's the over-under or on deuces this week with Weber and Pearson? uh, Seven and a half. Leo, would you go over or under seven and a half deuces?
2: I'll take the under. Yeah, I'll take the under. That's a lot. That's a lot That'd of deuces. A, that's a lot of deuces. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. A deuce is hard, man. A deuce is hard. Sometimes you get on a roll though; it's a rhythm thing. And yeah. if one of those guys gets gets in a rhythm, then it, it could happen. But it, it's hard to get it's hard to get that just right. Plus, you got to take into account that uh, Coach Saw. And this is something we could talk to uh, Pearson when he comes on the show in a little bit later. Uh, Coach Shaw has introduced a little wrinkle to the game with the onside kicks lately with a little trickery. And so, you know, that's going to take away from uh, the deuce opportunities. Sure. Sure.
0: Yeah. Because any onside kick, while it might get, while it might grab you another possession, it takes away an opportunity for a deuce from, from Drew. So um james palmer mentions that seven and a half is a lot especially in the freeman yeah you do have to deal with that jumbotron friggin scoreboard there um jacksonville did it this week with sam castronova uh did what i mean they did They, they won the game they beat they beat uh fayetteville I guess he means uh uh limiting Cato. You oh. injured him. That's different. <laughs> Not the same. That's different. Although they didn't. oh, um, well, he kicked. Gotcha. The uh speaking of injuries, the best kicker in the league uh could be Drew Pearson now because the unquestioned best kicker in the league, Orozco. Uh, Looked like he got heart. In fact, that's what Jim Renee is mentioning right now. He says, we lost Mark. Uh, Mark Orozco. Looked like he was out for the season based on Mm. uh, the way they had to carry him off the field. It looked like a knee issue. That's all speculation. I have no information on that, Jim Knight. But that didn't look good. Uh, My wife was actually sitting with me in a rare moment watching a football game with me. And she's like why is that guy being such a crybaby? And I'm like, oh, honey. (laughs) (laughs) He's not. He's Uh, in an
3: incredible
0: amount of pain right now. It didn't look good. Yeah. Feel Uh, bad for real Yeah, absolutely. Best kicker in the league. I love Drew Pearson, but unquestioningly the best kicker in the league this year. Um, Yeah, he's having a
2: heck of a season. Yeah, he tore us up when they came down. I mean, part of the reason that game was the way it was, a big – yep. Big part yep, was of the him. reason was o- Orozco's a- a- effectiveness. Um, and then the, as Michael Wayne Davis uh, just mentioned in Facebook a couple minutes ago, the onside kicks, the failed onside kicks, that was, Shaw was taking a gamble trying to, to right. make up some ground and didn't win on any of those gambles, unfortunately. But sure. Orozco was definitely, I mean, his hands were in that win, or you want to say his foot was in that win big time. For sure.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, when nobody has touched the ball on offense yet and the score's already 2-0. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: we're
0: in
2: trouble. So we talked about Philip privately, but we never really talked about it on the show. Philip and I both think that that should not be allowed, that the deuce should not be uh, something that is part of the rules off of a kick that doesn't follow a score. So a, a kick yeah. ball- of you know the, to start the half either one starting the half, it kind of and I get I understand I I agree I mean it almost seems unfair to just come out and get those two points right off the bat before you've even done anything. True, right? Just yeah. a little uh, track
0: there. That, <laughs> that is a that is a rule change that I propose to Leo is hey I I believe that the dude should only be an available option after you've scored points um that. Having the ability to score, which the argument, and I'm sure there's a guy out in Jacksonville right now um, who is furiously typing on his keyboard, um, it's tough to make a deuce. And so you should get rewarded for that no matter when you do it. Um, But I truly believe um, that, that only after scoring points should you get the opportunity to add to your score. Um, and so those kickoffs at the beginning of the halves or a kickoff, let me, well, it's different. Uh, never mind. I was going to get into overtime, but that's different. Um, I, because they don't do overtime that way. I don't think Jim, tell me what the overtime rules are. And he will here in just a second. I don't think there are kickoffs on overtime. I think it's one of those, uh, shootout kind of structures. No, no. I think it's a shootout kind of structure. We just had an overtime game, didn't we? We had an overtime game this year, didn't we? Yeah, we have. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a shoot off kind of structure. It's not a uh, it's not a kicker. It's not it's not a kickoff sort of
2: thing. Yeah, no, I don't believe so. I think if, if I recall correctly, you get the ball at a certain point and have to score or not. Score. Yeah, Ralph
0: Judkins says no, no kickoff yeah. in overtime.
2: Yeah, no, and no, Ralph no, no, no. says that the the league is trying to make the kick kickers as relevant as possible. And I get that, but it just something just doesn't seem right to me to get two points when when your offense hasn't even touched the field and you haven't done yeah, anything. It,
0: it's just it it it's completely a fairness issue to me. I don't I don't take anything away from the ability to do it all of those kind of things. I just feel like if you haven't touched the ball on offense in that half, you shouldn't be able to score points. And it's, it's only those kicks that it would make a difference on. Is that kick at the beginning of the game, the kick at, at the uh, um, end of halftime or, or to start the third quarter. Uh, it's just a small rule change. I'm not going to whine and cry about it. No, um, yeah. When it happens, Marco Rosco absolutely deserved two points uh, when he kicked it through. But just me, if you made me commissioner of the league today, a, I would say no, uh, and I would I would let Chris keep that job because I don't want his job. And B, um, <laughs> if you made me take the job, I would say okay. Then then only after
2: after scoring points uh, can you score a deuce. Um, so I see Michael Wayne Davis saying uh, negative. I like rules that help you have a chance to come back. We're not arguing against the deuce. Like We like like the the deuce deuce. and your chance to come back, but you use those words right there, Michael Wayne Davis, to come back. When you're just starting the game and your offense, neither offense has ever touched the field, and you come out and kick a deuce on the kickoff, that's what we're talking about. Like that doesn't seem Fair. fair that you get two points for that when you haven't even touched the field. So it would only be the kickoffs to start the half, that a deuce would not be, um, in effect that that's what we're saying. Um, and, um, the, the other thing, I I mean, since we're on this hypothetical thing that I'm going to say, and I brought it up to you, Philip, but you didn't respond. So I figured you didn't like it, (laughs) 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 but, but, and this is, I'm probably the only person that, that, that feels this way or, or thought about this, but, um, since kickers are so relevant in this game and and very important and your rosters are kept to a pretty low number um i mean the fact that we're doing ironman football and all that when your kicker gets injured as san antonio has experienced and now jacksonville sure. and other teams it is a extremely it is very detrimental to your team it is a big hit to your team moving forward if your kicker is hurt because not only is it the fact that it's extremely difficult for you to get those additional points after scores or deuces and and make your comeback, but if you manage if you can't manage to get a decent kickoff in the field of play, you're giving points to the other team because your your kick happened to just shank off to the side and into the stands. And and kicking a ball accurately, even semi-accurately, can be a tough task for guys that aren't used to doing that. That's not normally their job. So I would think that it would be helpful if once your kicker has been injured, the first time you, you kick a, a, you kick a ball out into the stands, that would be a point to the other team. You have the option to say, we don't want to give the other team that point but then also you are now foregoing your option to be able to make any deuces or extra points the rest of the game. So basically, you're throwing in the white flag in the kicking game, but you're saying don't count it against us either because we don't have a kicker. Does that make any I, sense?
0: I do. It does. It makes perfect sense. And, and I'll, I'll try to word it a different way just in case people are struggling with it. Um, but here's the deal. Uh, What what Leo is saying is that you would declare with a kicker injured that we will no longer take opportunities to score points. And if we happen to get a ball through the uprights, they won't count. Um, We are we are not going to kick extra points. We are going to go for two after touchdowns and we are not going to attempt to try deuces um, because we don't have a kicker. We are foregoing any points we can get off the kicking game because our kicker is injured. But please do not hold against us kicks that go outside of the uh, the the structure, mm-hmm. and what usually counts as a point for the other team. We don't get those points either. I understand what you're saying. I think it's a I think it's a um, uh, I think it's a convoluted way to solve the problem. The actual way you solve that problem is just have one guy on your roster that can decently just not even pretty it doesn't have to be good just a decent kickoff have one guy that each practice works on five ten balls on kicking uh because you're gonna do those things anyway you're not going for juices anymore if your kicker's injured you're gonna go for two because you don't have a kicker that can get it through the upright so the only thing that's left is your kickoff so you need to as a team realize that if uh, mark goes down with a knee injury We have to have some way to put the ball in play after we score. So you, uh, backup wide receiver, defensive back, that doesn't have a lot to do at practice anyway sometimes, need to take the football over and just work on five or ten kicks. And just, we need a backup available just in case. That seems to be the simplest way to solve the kicker problem. I like your idea. It just seems like it's a lot convoluted. And yeah. while we understand and we can get it just fine, how do you how do you communicate that to, to folks back home watching the game who are casual fans that oh well here's what's happening is they are they are uh, uh, taking advantage of this very strange loophole rule. Um it, it, that's my only issue with it, is it just seems like it's hard to communicate.
2: Um I think your backup
1: backup is Nico Thomas, isn't it? I've seen him kick.
2: before. Yeah, well, he's been, the one yeah. who he's the one who came in when we needed him, and yeah, yeah. he he promptly kicked it right out of the field, and we gave West Texas a point, and that that's yeah. that's that's where my my point being, <laughs> and I don't I don't disagree with you at all, Philip. I I hundred percent think that that's the better way to go, but because roster spots are at such a premium, they because are. you have so little. Um, it's, it's, it's really hard to, to have a guy that has that kind of specialty in his back pocket. Um, but yeah, fair point, make him practice it, you know, have, have a guy that, that can do that. Jay Washington going back to the game coming up this weekend, I think is what
0: he's talking about here. He says for the gunslingers, I will also be careful of, netballs net balls and bar balls. Um, West Texas is good at, uh, you know, Weber can get close to a deuce and just knock it off a bar. They picked one up on the run uh, in, in Sunday's game and scored a touchdown before anybody knew what was happening. Forget two points. They got six points off that kick. Yeah, It wasn't technically off the kick, but it was. It was all about that kick, hitting off the bar uh, and coming back into the field of play and them being able to pick it up and run it in. So that's also a yep. danger this uh, this week.
2: Yep, those are live balls. That. What a cool game. What a cool game. What a
0: cool version of football that you can do stuff like that and see that happen. Uh, It happened for West Texas, but then Carolina did it later in the game. Almost exactly the same kind of thing happened uh, for Carolina in the game. West Texas is coming in uh, there. We've already talked a little bit about them being scary, but you know, they really remind me of San Antonio last year. Yeah. I mean, really Mm -hmm. remind me of, uh, san antonio last year hey look at that we got some folks checking in they know a lot more than we do about all of this stuff so we're gonna bring them in uh we got two guys for you they're gunslingers um and we've been talking a little bit about the kicking game one of these guys knows a lot about the kicking game yeah, yeah. it is drew pearson and katira chisholm your san antonio Hello. gunslingers hey guys what's up hey guys not much, how, much? Uh, how
4: are you guys good good to hear where are you all right. at right now? We just got done with meetings actually. So we're at the hotel. We had our, our meetings in a in a conference room here. So oh.
5: yeah, yeah, I was late. Sorry. So we just got That's on okay. to go. No, That's you're good.
0: Okay. Jump on at the same time. That's perfect. Uh Drew, we had a question from one of our our folks that are on with us that I think you can help us answer. He said, Over under with you and Weber kicking on Saturday, seven and a half deuces combined over under
4: what, what do you think i'm gonna say under in hopes that something messes with him i'm not gonna have uh, and thinking that he's gonna see see this podcast <laughs> and maybe uh i'm not gonna say what exactly is gonna mess with him or whatnot but so you get your four and he just do. gets
0: two right
4: yeah yeah so i'm there you go i'm, I'm sticking with it. i'm gonna hope for my hope for my record at five but uh, also, they can tie, tie him again with the four. Yeah, it was an impressive feat, though, but from him last week with that four. So, good job by him, for sure.
5: We know he got Drew. him in.
4: Drew, you, uh,
0: your season's been interesting to watch from the outside. It, it looks like it has been a tough season for you to kind of roll into and find that rhythm. You did against Orlando. You got that deuce through. Uh, you were perfect from your uh, extra point range. How has the season been from you we we've watched as fans and seen how it's been for us how's the season been yeah, for you
4: I guess so training for this year we didn't I didn't get to see the the ball that we had until we got down here and uh, it's definitely a different different ball than even the two that okay. I with uh, previously so it definitely takes a little bit of time I think the other kickers are kind of fine there groove a little bit with the kick too um but yeah, it was a little, a little different with the, the concussion. I had a little concussion too. or a whiplash, and uh, that mm. definitely threw off a, a week of practice. And so, and as a kicker, that's that's pretty big. But um, season goes on, you're gonna you're gonna find that stroke better. You're gonna find uh, how your body is feeling. You're gonna swing better too. It's kind of like golf. If you got an injury even in your left calf, even though you are in a righty uh, swinger in golf, you're gonna have some problems. Same with kicking and whatnot. So. Yeah, find where your tweaks are at and kinda figure it all out and I think we're getting on to it right now and definitely gonna have a good end of the end of the year You're excited for it, so
0: Now you you had that whiplash concussion, whatever you wanna call it, against
4: West Texas. Does that add any juice for you that you wanna go <laughs> out and kinda take it to him? I didn't get to I didn't get to play him in his home stadium, so or DDO, I should say, and as a kicker, like, you you go in every game going against the other the other kicker. You got one other guy in the stadium against you, so uh, I'm excited yeah. to get in there and play 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 a game and play against him too in my own little stand. So,
1: we're awesome, nope. well, glad You're
2: better.
5: Yeah, <laughs> i said,
2: We got you.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I've been banned. I've been banned from running down the field and tackling anyone. Too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we know that you love doing that. We've seen you do it a couple of times already. So you're that's got to be.
4: But I love hitting. I really do. Uh, but yeah, so you were a hockey player
2: at one time, right?
4: More tackles.
2: Yep. We got no it. more tackles from the kicker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Drew, you were you played hockey for a while, right?
4: Yeah, growing up all the way, all the way through high school, and trying to go a little after after high school, but
0: made around. defense. Defenseman,
4: winger, center. Uh, what were uh, you? Safety and a little like outside linebacker, more like a rushing outside linebacker on our. In our defensive scheme in high school, but mostly safety. Yep. Played a little running back, but we had some pretty talented running backs in my my high school. So didn't didn't get to touch the ball much there, or see the field much there, I should say. Even
0: so. Gotcha. Kadir, when people talk about the gunslingers and they start talking about the weapons we have, they always mention Kali, and then they mention Philip Barnett, and it seems like they forget about Kadir Chisholm. Does
5: does that register to you? Do you notice that they kind of forget about Kadir Chisholm? Twenty four seven. At the end of the day, <laughs> they got respect for my brothers, and I just come out there to do what I can do to help my team win every day. Uh, every game is if you if they want to sleep on me, that, that's 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 their choice. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm out there to ball just like my brothers out there, and we we chasing the championship game one game at a time. Want
2: to know? Yeah, let them sleep. I I don't know if the guys that know are sleeping though, because they realize uh, you've got somewhat of a, reputa- of a of a reputation, Kadir. I mean, uh, everybody everybody in the in the know knows that you've got some jets on you. What what's your uh what's your fastest forty?
5: Four or five.
2: Four or five. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> yeah,
3: Our
2: village. <laughs>
0: I can do that. I need a car to do it, but I can do it. I
2: can do that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was going to ask you, Drew. Drew. I mean, I, I know you saw since last year, we have a nickname for you, Deuce and Drew, that 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 we like to call you. But we, I don't think we ever actually asked you. You know, most uh, most athletes have a nickname or a preferred nickname that they go by. What what? What was your nickname before before we we coined Deuce and Drew? And same question for you, Kadir. What's the nickname that you'd go by that everybody in the Gunslingers uh, fan base needs to know?
5: You yeah, keep calling serious. me Spidey. I, was I say, like uh, Spidey,
6: man. Spidey, okay.
4: Touch on like that. It. Touch on that. Uh, wow, the team's <laughs> got his back. This man pulls off the most insane catches. I'm talking like full-out sprints in practice. Like, you know, look back, Wah, what? <laughs> it's for real, so – yeah, we gotta we gotta trust this guy, and we're excited to see him come out uh, come out the rest of the season for sure. Surprise some people. I, but, I
5: appreciate it.
4: Yeah, but I didn't really. I've answered the previous question. I didn't really have very many uh, nicknames growing up. I guess it was like Droopy or Red, uh, <laughs> back, but those kind of faded faded off. They they like to sh- use my name. They just say it in different ways back in the day. There's a Taylor Swift had a song with Drew in it, so I got I got abused for Taylor Swift <laughs> a little bit. But How weird is it to
0: play football and share a name? I mean, down to everything with a legend
4: like Drew Pearson. I mean, it's no more perfect to come and play in in the state that he made his name too. So, um right? Yeah, I mean, I know that. Yeah. So my my dad's nicknames back in the day was Preston Pearson and Drew Pearson. And so uh, when I was uh, about to come on, my dad dad was like, "How about Drew, mom?" Ma- or uh, Preston, And I was like, "No, you're not naming him that." He's like, "All right, we'll go with Drew then." So yeah, got got named Drew after number the true 88. I got to tell, seems like right. a lot of people know the tr- true number 88. Any especially the younger younger people now that I'd, I'm a teacher, so I talk to a lot of them about who the real number 88 was for the Cowboys. So, right. but it's a uh, it's a pleasure to pleasure to share the name with him. got a lot more a lot more to do to every, even even have a chance to even do anything. Just what he did in the league, so I'm a uh, pleasure to share the name with them for sure. Though sure.
1: So neither of y'all are from, I'm sorry. Neither of y'all are from San Antonio or Texas. So what do you like best about San Antonio? Uh
5: getting to meet the fans, honestly. Okay. I, I think that is just to interact with everybody.
4: Yeah, I was in a small town Wisconsin, like you you'd never have this many this many uh true fans in the coming to any type of professional game in my small town, and that's something I love is that the seeing the continuing faces coming back, especially so you can kind of grow that uh, appreciation for each other and whatnot. So sure. that's that's a big thing for sure.
5: I actually got an interesting story, I think at least. because uh, <laughs> I, was, I was working for OnStar Moving Company, and I moved one of the, one of our families that actually came out to the game. I got to take pictures with them and everything. So I thought that was just pretty cool to interact. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Oh, that is awesome. That's very I, cool. I, I enjoy being able to meet fans and just meet new people.
0: Kadir, we're a year and a half into Ironman football, where you play both ways, and you get to do that. Where do you have more fun, offensively
5: or defensively? Dude, as long as I'm on the field, I'm having fun.
2: (laughs) Good answer. Spoken like a true (laughs) football player. Absolutely. I'm going to piggyback on that question because I had thought about that with your Ironman work. I want to know. I'm going to put you on the spot here. As Mm -hmm. as a wide receiver. Uh-huh. toughest guy you've gone against in the NAL and as a defensive back, toughest cover?
5: Uh, shoot. I feel like me personally, I, I respect every guy on the field. I don't feel like nobody is beneath me or below anybody. I feel like we all here for a reason. So I just learn and piggyback off of what guys teach me, whether they're on the other side of the ball, then I just adjust. And I, I go from there honestly uh but uh, good i'll say solomon that was a good yeah. uh and db G- gorman uh, yeah <laughs> gorman. Jabari, yeah
0: Jabari gorman is just a beast
5: mm-hmm. he's he's a
0: he's a great guy
5: but i about to say everybody has like this is only my second year playing in an arena so I take uh I'm always getting taught while I'm out there honestly I learn new things each game and, mm-hmm. and help me grow my game in the arena league and help my name be known like as y'all said everybody like to sleep with me and sure. now when I come in the game is they're looking for the deep ball they're looking for the deep ball We well, don't have to be too deep we just got the receivers that that can do everything on the field so right. You got to pick your poison at the end of the day for all three receivers and even our, whoever coming off the uh, bench or shoot, you seen what KT did Kevin Reynolds.
3: Mm -hmm.
5: We all, we all. So you just got to pick your poison.
0: Leo, I'll let you ask this question from this nice lady that put one here in the uh, comments.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There's this lady in the, in the comments who's insistent on this question. She's, She's made a couple comments. Her, her name is Loli's. Uh, I don't know about her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she says, ask Kadir about his dance moves. Uh, she oh, said I'll his wife down. and daughter yeah. were so cute dancing with him. What is she talking about, Kadir? Uh, uh,
5: my lady wanted to do the Glorilla after the game, and we was doing it at home practicing. So she's like, come <laughs> on, it." We wound up doing the Glorilla dance, and... Yeah. We do all types of dances at the house. And it was just a, a fun family moment to have.
2: So. Very cool. Well, there you go. Cool. Now, thanks, Kadir. Now, now, Lolis is going to want me to dance with her around the house. And she's <laughs> <laughs> she's going to, you, you set the bar higher for me now. So now I'm going to have to pra- pack, practice my steps a little bit. <laughs>
5: it's not. I teach you that uh, this game
2: this week. All right. There you go. All right, there we go. I don't know if you can teach me. I'm a little hopeless when it comes to dancing, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. Well, Father's
1: Day weekend is coming up, so I want to give you each a chance to give a shout-out to your dad um, oh, yeah. and say whatever you want to say to him.
4: Happy, happy early Father's Day there, there Mike, Mikey P. Appreciate you. Miss you already.
5: Happy Father's Day to my father. He was a big inspiration in my life in general with football. Yeah. Uh, He's very strong. He's had five strokes, and he's still kicking and fighting. And he's a big reason why I take the game so serious and why I'm so humble, because I know it can be taken away. So I, I just appreciate him very much.
4: Appreciate seeing you. seeing you out of the games, too, there. Uh, Cure's father. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so. Well, thank you for
1: sharing So. It.
0: Tell fans of the gunslingers what we don't know about inside that locker room and the attitude and the, and the way that this team is built inside the locker room. The times that we don't get to see you guys, um, what would we be uh interested to know? Like, what is this team? What makes this team go? What makes this team tick?
5: We're not complacent, uh, okay. no player on this team is complacent. Uh, we all back each other, we don't. Uh, talk bad about each other. We always trying to help better each other. So that's the the uh, best part of being a part of the Gunslingers and just our mindset as a whole. My opinion. Part
0: of that. Uh, oh, go ahead, Drew. I was just you
4: gonna. And I got here a little late last year, so uh, coming here, we had the mindset of like own. When I got here, we were on forwards and. Uh, we had the mindset like show them who we are, and like we had that good streak at the end of the year where we really did show them who we had on this team and who what we were about. And I feel like even at six and one, we still very much have that mindset and uh, just keep it on, keep it on, keep it on, not being complacent. Like you said, is is not even in our minds when we're thinking about where we where we started from. Like when we got really got our team together, so just adding pieces and getting better as a team too. So.
0: So to that end, the, the team in the locker room, I think that there is a uh, an interesting moment that has kind of passed us by as Gunslingers fans. We don't think about it that much. But a team that has gone undefeated through the first part of the season and then loses a game in kind of the fashion that we lost to Jacksonville and immediately signs a backup quarterback that was the quarterback last year and brings him in could cause some locker room issues, some some sort of consternation or, or issue that didn't happen here. Robert came in and immediately kind of fell in line and and plays uh, his role. Arvell has his role. It has been incredible to see the way that that just smoothly all just happened. Um, talk a little bit about bringing Robert Kin in to this team already. Uh, you know, with a great team already. What does that mean to you guys? The way that's happened,
5: uh, for me, that's my big brother. So since first season, to have him back is amazing. That's the dude. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's an extra set of eyes for, for Arvel, but also is we all gel together. So what we might not see, we will bring up. And definitely with Robert and Arvel, they have a great relationship. It's it's no. Uh, no, you're doing it wrong. Well, put me in. It's it's not. It's never that. We all have love right. for you, and we truly are backing each other throughout this whole season. Being
4: being really mature, man. Honestly, I, I like. I've never I've never seen this type of interaction or like not interaction, but uh, happening where a quarterback from last year is coming in. You know, and uh, just like maturity on uh, Arvell's part and on Kent's part. Um, Kent coming in, knowing that what he's kind of coming in for on the majority side and Arvell uh, taking that and being like being open ears too. He was right by Kent and uh, you'd, you'd love to see that with, uh, with the team. So sure. just make people knowing this is a, our, our our, our profession. So,
0: at his age, Robert Kidd has to be mature. He has no other choice <laughs> at
2: that age. <laughs> that's, that's a good a point. On, <laughs> on that, uh, right there. Oh, that's a good one. You guys need to tell him Philip said that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Not RC or, or Leo. <laughs> yeah.
2: but, but, but on that point, uh, as far as, you know, this locker room and the culture there and, and the relationship between – the players and, and Robert kind of fitting right in with that. You know, I, I see this as kind of the transition from last year, the development we saw, and really I, I, I put this at the top with coach Shaw. It was like a learning experience, the team was learning coach Shaw was learning that entire first season from the beginning to the end. And you've seen a definite difference in philosophy and just the way things are going, um, the way the team is, everybody's demeanor, the players—it's uh, a lot more focused. It seems like in business and this whole one and zero each week—that that mantra, that that philosophy—talk uh, about that and the differences that you've seen, or the development from last year, and and the role that that Coach Shaw and how how he's pushed that on the team, and how the team has really adopted it.
5: Uh, well, as you you touched on just now, is we're we believe in our coach at the end of the day, so we're going to do what he tells us to do, and we're going to play at a high rate, and that goes with Coach Rich too. Uh, they we just believe in our coaches at the end of the day, and we just yeah. take one game at a time. Uh, every teaching point they give each of us, we take it into account and do what we need to do to, to better it. So, whatever. Coach Shaw picks up or Coach Rich picks up and they, they come back and tell us from film or anything, we clean it up. It ain't no, well, I did this, I did No, we don't do that. So, uh, trust. It's all about trust. Yeah.
4: All right. Putting put a lot of trust in, in Coach Shaw. And he's he's earned him and, honestly, everyone in our uh, locker room's eyes for sure. And uh, he brought in – got to put us some respect to people he's brought in too that have added – our kind of culture here, like Arthur Hobbs and Kelvin Fans? They they guys been in, in the league for a little bit or different leagues, and they know how to they know how to act. And uh, uh, even more, uh, I got a name James Atoe too. He, he's been around not only this league but other leagues too, like the AFL. And uh, coaches, I think coaches smarter than smarter than even we think. And he's bringing in that culture not only the players that fit in our in our uh, on the Steel. field, but yeah, but our our culture too. So. Uh, favorite coach of all time, honestly. Sorry, <laughs> all my fast coaches. <laughs> coach Sean, yeah. Coach, for real. For sure, yeah. So.
1: And so we're not only podcasters, we're fans. And so as fans, um, what do we do or what can we do to spark or get you guys excited about the game?
5: Yeah, I say I'm always excited about the game because y'all already do what y'all can do for us. For sure. So Anything, we appreciate yeah. it.
4: Anything you can do, I guess.
5: You guys show up if you can.
4: If you can't, don't mind a little shout-out before the game if you can. So Whatever you guys want to do, honestly. We just support. We send a family
5: if you can't make it. You yeah, there you
1: go. There you go. So the cheerleading skirt is out. No? I'm kidding. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you out there then. Let's
0: go. Drew, I was watching just today. I was watching the hype video. I've already seen it a couple of times, but the hype video from the Orlando game. And something struck me. Of course, I knew we were going to be talking to you today, so I was watching you pretty carefully. When you kicked the deuce, the fir- your first deuce of the season. Yeah, yeah. You you knew off your foot that it was through, didn't you?
4: Oh yeah, yeah. I felt it. I knew it was coming sh- straight low off my foot, so I just looked up to see if it was online, and I knew if it was if it was online, it was going in. That's for sure. It was probably, probably every seventy seventy five yards, I think. So.
0: All other seven guys in blue are running down the field. Drew has stopped and he's just pointing. <laughs> he just he <laughs> knew off his foot that that's
2: in, man. Nice.
4: Oh yeah, excited to get that first one in for sure. Oh, plenty, plenty more to come now. So, so what? What
0: feels like the bigger accomplishment when it happens? Hitting that deuce or kicking that surprise onside kick and seeing your guy come down with it, which is if you, if you is better?
4: I think I'm probably actually more excited about the onside because we had two that we probably could have had la- or the last game we had. I shouldn't say that. Right. If you see me on film, I give a good. <laughs> so, uh, I think I was a little more excited about that one, honestly, for some reason, even though it was my first deuce. But I uh, I guess maybe more, more on the fact that I haven't – been hitting deuces and I know I should be more on the facts. So that's probably why, why the onside felt a little better. So.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You've been working on those onsides a lot lately, trying to get that, that perfected.
4: Oh yeah. We got a couple more, a couple more in the bag too. So you guys will be seeing, we we saved them. I I was thinking we might've brought them out earlier in the year, but we got, we got them perfect time. And now I can save, save a couple of them for them to see the uh, first game. They see us. Uh,
3: second game, they see us. I should say. So, surprise. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> surprise. And Kadir's
2: definitely—you're definitely one of those guys with hands that can reach out and just snatch a ball from all different angles and anywhere. So uh, I'm sure you're your prime target for one of those onsides. Oh, yeah. Hey. Well, here we come.
1: What's your arm span length? You know that? Huh? Honestly? Your arm span. Your length. reach.
5: Your reach. Oh. I have a 7-inch wingspan. Oh,
2: okay. that's, wow. That's impressive, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
5: 7 feet's a lot. 7 feet, right. Cool. But I'm not just saying my foot. So I, said seven I was at uh,
4: 7 plus what your original height is. How tall are
5: you? <laughs> I'm six five.
4: Man. Yeah, so that is pretty much almost plus 7 inches. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what your height is.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that is
2: incredible. Go. Uh, Good start.
5: <laughs> uh you got, you got some so,
2: money. I gotta ask this, guys. I I know the philosophy and the mantra, and that it's one and zero. Oh, you guys are worried about what you could, what what doing your job. You're not worried about what the other team is doing, or you're not worried about all the side stuff. But this game, this game, one, you know, it's 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 an opponent you've seen before, and and we got the victory over in West Texas. But two, does this game have a little extra something on it because it's it's like it's being billed as the, the Texas showdown and we, we want to prove that the gunslingers are kings of, of the state of Texas? Is there that little bit of extra something there for you guys? Or is it status status quo, just as usual, focus on, on the, the end result and we're not worried about that stuff?
5: Okay. Uh. How how would you say it? I
2: would say
4: we're always one and zero, but knowing how big a hearts Texas people have for football, and this is Texas versus Texas, the only and all, I think we have a little bit of protect the Freeman for sure too, and definitely gotta protect the house. Yeah, yeah. So don't after the after the Jacksonville game, I think we're a little more more cautious about protecting the house too. Uh, that one not hurt. That cause us off guard and kept pushing us when we were down. So. A little disrespectful, I would say, too. Yeah,
5: it felt yeah. so. <laughs> so we, got, we got, I think,
0: I think there's some of us that fans that kind of went, Well, six and one or, or five and one is not bad. Uh, that was not the feeling in the locker room after that game, right? Not,
5: not one bit, not one bit, but at the end of the day, it helped us grow. And right. we're gonna see them guys again, and we got to put our big boy pants on and go do what sure. we need to do, yeah.
3: sure.
5: When you see him again, we hope you see him in Freeman.
0: And uh, if you see him again, it will be playoff time. So there's no more room for uh, th- there's no there's no wiggle room at that point. You gotta you gotta beat him then. Yes, sir.
1: No room for error. Well, okay.
0: guys, we really appreciate you taking some time yeah. with us. We know that you've got uh, meetings and things to get ready for this week, so we don't want to take up a lot of your time. Uh, but uh, we're behind you. Um, not just us, but everybody that listens and watches, uh, everybody that fills out the Freeman Coliseum on Saturday as you guys take on West Texas and invite them in. Uh, we're all there behind you. We're excited to watch what you guys do. We'll make noise if you guys will make plays. How about that? And,
1: and is for you, Spidey.
2: <laughs> I like that. I love
4: it. I love it. We appreciate you guys, all the support. Appreciate you guys having us on. So, thank you so much. Thanks, thank guys. You so much. Thank Have you. a great rest of your night. That
0: is uh, Kadir Chisholm and Drew Pearson. He is your kicker, and the other is your uh, Iron everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is everywhere, all the way across the field. Um, he plays wide receiver, he plays defensive back. He does some special teams work. He's on the field a lot.
1: All um, over the
4: place. A all good place. over
0: the place. You think about the guys in the NFL who play one side of the ball and make millions of dollars. And then you think about what these guys do in the NAL where they don't make millions of dollars and they have to play. When they start playing a game, they're in that game for uh, 60 to 80% of the time if they're one of those guys, one of those Ironman guys. Like Kinnear. Man, uh, it doesn't seem fair in a way. The, these are the guys that should be making that kind of money because they really have to do
2: all of it. I think I got it. Um, you yeah. Know? Agreed. I, it, it almost made me feel bad um, in a way, in a sort. Don't take this wrong, guys. But it made me feel bad to hear, because I did not know this, Drew Pearson say he was a teacher because – Immediately what went through my mind was like, oh, man, this guy works two really tough jobs, and he's underappreciated in both in of bo- them. In both <laughs> of yeah. them.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So, yeah, a lot, a lot of lot of uh, love for both those guys. Incredible players, incredible parts of an incredible team. Um,
0: Robert Siko. I don't know that I, I put it up there so our folks that are watching saw it, but I don't know that the people listening... Got to connect with it. Robert Sico does uh, the—I believe he's the video guy that puts together those hype videos. All that awesome work, awesome. He said on game day, I'm around these guys for five to six hours. If you think they're great players, they're even better people. Um, That is very cool. Uh, I would I would echo that. Like we have been uh, around those guys, and uh, they are—they're great. Um they're great players, but they're great people all the way around. Like all of the guys on this team are guys that you would uh you would love to hang out with, spend some time with.
2: nope we lost our C.
0: Uh, she's gonna take a break for a second. She'll okay. be right back. She let me know. Uh she she hit me up in the chat and said I'm gonna take a break. So uh we're gonna let her have a break. Leo, while we while she's taking a break, let's uh let's do what we love to do and pre Preview some merchandise. What do you think?
2: Oh yeah, this is one of the surprises we were talking about, where we get yeah. to reveal some stuff. I feel you bad guys
3: because
2: definitely she's want not to see here. this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But we'll, we'll probably
0: circle around and do this a couple of times. First and foremost, Leo, uh, I think it's important that we mention that this Saturday at 6 p.m. kickoff, we play the West Texas. Uh, we play the West Texas Warbirds. Yep. And the first, uh, originally, I believe, the first 500 people into the Freeman Coliseum were going to receive San Antonio Gunslingers koozies.
2: That was that was the word, yeah,
0: was the word. That was the plan, but it is changed. I hope you're not upset, folks. But that's not the plan anymore. The first thousand, however, are going to receive special. Uh limited edition Wild West Showdown t-shirts. You see it there on the screen if you're watching on the Facebook. Um uh, Lolis immediately pops in and says, I'm upset. I wanted a I wanted a koozie. Uh, I'm sure koozies will swing back around at some point. They have made these great wild west showdown t-shirts for us. Um, and they are here. Uh, First uh, first 1,000 fans is going to get those. That's a cool-looking shirt, though. I like like the design. It is. It is. And if you're one of those guys that just loves the fan jerseys like the one I'm wearing, I realize you can't see me. I'm a tiny little uh, thing down to the bottom. But these fan jerseys that they've been doing a great job with, they've got more that they're rolling out, and they let us uh, see them early, so we let you see them early. The first one is this one, Leo. Oh, tell me how you feel about the don't tread on me. Second amendment black and, and yellow. I mentioned to Jordan as he sent it to me, Hey, this is going to look great at a Brahma's game uh, in, in next spring because it's Brahma colors. He had not even realized that or thought about that. Um, But the second amendment don't tread on me Mm -hmm. jerseys. What do you think of that one, Leo?
2: So I've never been big on yellow and black, but but now with the the Brahmas, it, the colors have grown on me. And seeing this jersey like that, and you know, the yellow and black is the color of the of the flag, as you explained to me, Philip. Because I was I did not know that uh, uh, for the, uh, the 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 don't, the don't tread on, on me, me flag. Yeah. That looks killer. So let me tell you how I feel about this. I love the fact that the gunslingers that you know jordan and 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 everyone involved in the the design team i love the fact that they are so passionate about this and care so much about the fans that they love giving us options just about every single game and 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 do so many of these fan jerseys i love it that they do this but i also hate it because i must have them and uh it just means i'm gonna spend more money but um sorry lolis I'm definitely going to spend more money this weekend because just look at that that I love that jersey. That what do you is think awesome. Are it's father's day weekend so go spend that money. I love the
1: color combinations. I love the graphics and I love that they're so creative and they're willing to, you know, give us these amazing products. Now, maybe I'm maybe naive, but what does the rattlesnake have to do on? Maybe I'm the only one who doesn't
2: know.
0: It's and the don't tread say, on me uh, it's don't Locker. tread on me. It's but mm-hmm. okay.
2: Yeah, that's the that's the uh, the typical uh, don't tread on me uh, design with the rattlesnake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see it on you see it all over Texas on on trucks on the highways. You'll see stickers. Um, but yeah, I, I think they did very well with this design. It looks really cool. Love it. Um, I, I almost feel bad for the people that are listening rather than watching because they don't oh, get to yeah. see how cool it is. But trust me. Get in that line at that merch booth. You want you want to see these jerseys on on uh, at the game on Saturday, um, and not just they this have, one because there's more.
0: They have two more, but I'm telling you right now, this is the one that's going to sell out first. Um, I just believe that, but they do have two more. Here is a white 23 guns up
3: mm. San
0: Antonio Gunslingers fan jersey. The cross guns at the back, like the uh, like the guys wear. They also have a variant of that in the blue, and that you see there. Um, So those are all going to be available this Saturday at the Freeman Coliseum. Um, Good-looking stuff there. Good-looking stuff.
2: Darn you, Jordan Stubing. Why do you have to make such cool stuff, man? (laughs) I love it. I really do. He's very talented. So
0: that is Gunslingers, and we're going to talk more about the Gunslingers as we finish the show, but right now we have some special guests. RC, I'm going to let you take the, uh, the hosting duties away from me for a second because you've made a connection with some champions in football right here in San Antonio, and you wanted to highlight them. Uh, tell us a little bit about what we got coming up.
1: Sure. So a couple of weeks ago I had put on Facebook, hey, are there any um, female football teams? And right away, I got responses. So um, I uh, received some messages about the River City Warriors. And then the owners are Anna Harvey Hunter and Landon Trevino. So, of course, RC being RC, I reached out to them. Hello. (laughs) Hi. How are you? There
0: we
3: go.
1: Good. Oh, good. Okay. So I see you have a trophy there. You want to talk about that?
6: This is our 2023 Texas Valley Sports Women, Women's Championship Trophy. We just won our championship um, back in May, so we're still kind of celebrating right now. That's great. That's great. And
1: how long have you been a team and how long has this league been around here in San Antonio? Educate San Antonio a little bit. When t-
6: team about 2020 um our first season was when covid there right? was when covid hit um but yeah we've played in about four seasons cuz i think we played two seasons in one year yes, yes yeah so this is our fourth season and seemed to always make it to the semifinals but never took home the championship so until now yeah oh nice. that's great
1: that's great so just take a second and introduce yourself and how long you've been on um, with the team
6: I have been playing football for seven years. I started off with flag football, uh, got, you know, walked up, and some girls asked if I wanted to play tackle, and I've been playing tackle football ever since. Um, We play with various teams, uh, I I guess, um, and wanted to, I guess, make our own uh, to improve. That any other team was bad or anything. We just wanted more out of it. Oh, I'm on a hunter. Same thing. We actually got recruited together playing on the same flag like, football team. So.
1: And, and how did you make the change from player to owner? Yeah. How, how did you make that change or how was it? How did it happen? What did you say? I said, how did you make the transition oh, the from player to owner? Wasn't
2: hard at all. Where do and you how- guys play what? your games at? The where, change, where the games wasn't- change wasn't. Okay, the change wasn't hard at all. Um, um, both of us played uh, their
6: various sports for many, many years. We both are first love basketball players. So transitioning to um, another contact sport wasn't really hard at all. Um, Um, We were kind of naturals to it. Um, So when we transitioned over, it was the only part that was missing from flag football It was the hitting part. At first, obviously, it was a little scary because we don't grow. We haven't grown up playing football so being taught the right techniques and everything really mattered. I think once we got that, everything else seemed to flow.
1: I think Leo, you had a question.
2: Yeah, so on that on that point that she said, so um, do you did you so you said being taught technique? Because yeah, that's definitely got a got to be a tough transition to come from playing flag football to all of a sudden doing tackle, um, so uh, did you recruit recruit coaches? You could talk about your coaches a little bit and the great job obviously they've done with with you ladies winning a championship. But congratulations by the way, yeah. that's awesome. And then also tell all the fans where you play your games at, um, so we know where we can be on the lookout uh, for when your season starts up again.
6: Yeah, our coaches that we have, Sam Benson. I think he's in watching right now. I think he gave us a little shout-out. And um, our right guy um, who is in purpose, right? So we had those two coaches. I think that was a good combination, Um, a lot of experience. Um, I think uh, answering the question as far as, like, how we seek them out, I think what helped us a lot, because, again, females don't grow up, Watching or playing tackle football is really looking for those coaches that can really start off with the basics that aren't afraid to, you know, really just break everything down, go a little bit slower for those new ones. And then, of course, as the years gone on, because like we said, we played for about 67 years now, um, it, it helps like when we're able to also teach the players. So it's not just the coaches, it's a combination. It's, you know, we're all family actually Anna and I are coaches um, the first year of the River City Warriors I was one of the uh, head coaches for uh, the River City Warriors along with a bunch of other coaches that we brought aboard and um, I believe was it yet last year last year yeah. last year Anna um, she stepped up and she was the coach for a while so we've uh, you know put the pants on for the coaching position uh, with our team. Um, so our games uh, are held right now as with Sporty Sports Complex. It's
2: mm-hmm.
6: actually a soccer field, and they are really in tune with Underlich, uh kids who want to play and know the game of soccer. So we've been uh, having our games there. And how many
1: teams are, are in your league, and what's the name of your league?
6: Uh, the, league, the name of the league. Uh, the league name is Texas Valley Sports. Okay. Uh, our commissioner is Jose Perales. He actually has, uh, I guess, a men's league as well on Texas Texas Valley Sports. So we are really his first uh, women's league. So. We've been
1: here all three seasons. And can you name some of the other cities or towns that you play against? I'm sorry. Can you name some of the other cities that you play against? I don't know if they can hear.
6: See if I can
1: put the, sorry, I'm can you name some of the other cities that you play against
3: yes you can do that one.
6: um okay so this season we well it's a lot of South Texas um okay. we've had uh Edinburgh we had roundsville but in the past we've done New Braunfels has been in it uh, uh-huh. cool. okay. no that's New Braunfels Br- oh yeah okay yeah so up and down, down. Um, the Texas. valley the, the valley has been in Memphis it and RGB Kingsville, Kingsville, yeah. Kingsville and, yeah so it's a lot of valley teams that he just focused around well that's great
1: like I said we just wanted to bring you on to kind of introduce yourselves maybe again to San Antonio um our podcast covers um, <laughs> football professional football here in San Antonio but I'm a, a a big advocate for females in sports and so I wanted to at least bring you on and to see if we can start making a connection and and when does the next season start
0: there you go
6: Our season is a winter league, so we usually start around January, the second week of January, uh, up until March. Uh, This year we kind of did it a little bit different. We started in February. Um, I don't think a lot of teams like that because it lasted to like May. So we're going to change it back to our original uh, January uh, setting okay well i wanted to invite
1: both of you to come out to the game to the gunslingers this saturday on me and the podcast so we'll exchange um information but thank you so much for coming on um and talking about uh, the three warriors we're very excited to um have you as friends for the podcast any other questions from philip or leo
0: no, I'm good, ladies. Uh, it's yeah. exciting to see football in any form. Um, and I've got three daughters of my own, so uh, having opportunities for them to do whatever they want to do if they want to play football, I want them to be able to do that and hold a championship trophy just like you guys do. So I love what you guys are out there doing, that's
2: awesome. And I'll echo what Philip said as, as a father of two daughters, she can do it mission. <laughs> agree as a father of two girls as well. Growing up, they were both athletes and I I remember them playing soccer. Uh, They didn't play football, but I remember them playing soccer on a, what was other than them, an all boys team. And they, that didn't phase them at all. And they were two of the best players out there. They started on that team and, and girls can be tough. Let me tell you, I I know. And and I, I love what you, what you ladies are doing. And uh yeah, but definitely with the, the, the 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 as we say, guns up, those are some the, putting the guns up right there. So congratulations on what you've done, ladies, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Again,
1: I what you're doing. And we look forward to seeing the both of you on the game for the Gunslingers this Saturday at 6 p.m. at Joe Freeman Coliseum.
0: Thank you so much, thank ladies. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank
0: you. 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 Uh, That is the River City Warriors. They are champions. They are football champions here in San Antonio. And uh, we like to celebrate uh, females in football, girls of the gridiron, whatever you want to call it. Um, I do. I have three daughters. Leo's got two daughters. RC's got a daughter. And we want to Mm -hmm. see them. If that's what they want to do. Look, none of my daughters currently want to play football. But if they did, I want them to have the opportunity to do that. Um, and so what they're doing um, on that level is awesome because it gives ladies an opportunity to be part of a sport that we all love. Um, and yeah. so we can appreciate what they're doing. Um, so keep uh, keep checking in with us because I think we'll follow them a little bit through their season. Now, uh, if you've got a football team out there in San Antonio and you're like, "Hey, we're a great guys, football team," I mean, reach out to us and let us know. Our traditional uh, sort of stream is to be professional football in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. We recognize that the River City Warriors kind of uh, ride that line of pro and semi-pro. We wanted to highlight some ladies in football that are doing awesome and won a championship. So I don't know that we'll run out. You know, we'll we'll be able to bring on every single semi-pro team in san antonio that reaches out to us and connects with us but we want to build a community around football in san antonio so that's right don't hesitate to reach out to us but uh the reason that we're highlighting them specifically is because it's giving girls ladies an opportunity in football and that's something we're passionate about and wanted to highlight
2: yeah that's awesome I tell you what, I wouldn't have grown up when in our younger years, I wouldn't have mind seeing Lolis out there on the field. I bet she could have caused some damage, (laughs) (laughs) but we didn't have those opportunities back when we were young. Right. That that just wasn't there for, for, for females, for women. So, um, I think it's awesome that it's there now and it, it, and it's a, a growing trend.
0: So the Gunslingers, welcome in the West Texas Warbirds. This week, we talked a little bit about the uh, t-shirts. First 1,000 people uh, get their t shirt We also have these wonderful uh, fan jerseys that Jordan is putting together and putting out there. I love the merch around the Gunslingers. How about you guys? You love the
2: merch around the
1: Gunslingers? I love it. I
2: I do. I do. It's great stuff. Uh, You can tell people put... A lot of hard work and heart and soul in this stuff. I mean, it's it's all over this product We're talking about the San Antonio gunslingers, uh, mm-hmm. from what's on the field behind the scenes uh, to the merch. Uh it's just top-notch work up up and down from top to bottom. And the merch is yeah, yeah. The Great podcast. Stuff. I mean, you yeah, know,
0: the like all, all the
2: stuff. <laughs> hey, well, it's labor of love. Was,
1: that's true. It is that's true. The the only thing my complaint is where is san antonio and why are they not attending the games? you know that's the biggest thing because they're doing everything they can the players are doing 100 um jordan and april and james and all of john wayne we're doing as much as we can as a podcast come this weekend bring your dad it's father's day weekend perfect time family friendly we need to fill the arena we really do
0: yeah, absolutely. Um that that might be the only complaint and I spent yep. some time talking with James Steubing, who is the general manager. We had him on a couple of weeks ago. El jefe. Uh, mm-hmm. El jefe the boss. And we were talking about that, you know, like why is it so hard to get the message out? And I think it is just a matter of, look. He was mentioning uh you know 10 years ago You did a TV commercial and got a TV commercial on TV in San Antonio. Everybody knew you were there. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't work that way anymore because so many people have so many other ways that they reach out and get their entertainment from streaming uh, to uh, social media and all of these different avenues. You can't cover all of them. And so it gets so much harder to get what is ultimately a product that that only speaks to a certain group of people. I am careful not to call it a niche, uh, a niche thing, but in a way it is like arena football is only going to reach a certain group of people. There are going to be people we've talked about them before football snobs or whatever you call them that are just like, ah, that's not for me Um, within the sports community, within the football community. Um, So it's so hard to get this message to the right people. Um, And they're looking for ideas. Uh, I talked with James Steubing today about some ideas that, uh, you know, I don't know what they've tried and what they haven't. But, you know, what if you tried something like a Groupon? I know that I did uh, a Groupon for San Antonio Missions games for three or four years and bought a bunch of San Antonio Missions tickets through Groupon. Um, And that was something that he had not uh, explored. He'd done it before with John Wayne. But John Wayne is a premier company. You don't uh, people that want a group on want to kick tires for cheap, um, which is great for the gunslingers. That's exactly what they're kind of looking for. It's somebody that wants to try it once on the cheap end and know that they're they they like what they're doing. Uh, That is not John Wayne. John Wayne is you want the best service on your air conditioner, your plumbing, uh, whatever, whatever we're coming out to fix. You're gonna pay the best you know, you're gonna pay a price for that because they're the best, but you're gonna know it's fixed. Yeah. You're gonna know that you're getting what you pay for. We've all gone with guys before to fix our plumbing or our air conditioning or something like that that we we went cut rate and that's what you got. You got what you paid for. Um, you got cut rate service. That's not who John Wayne is. So it didn't work well for the John Wayne area. But it does uh, it could work well in the gunslinger sort of uh, thing. So they're working on that, and they're working on ways to get that message out there. Um, but you're right, that's the big I mean, that's the only thing that I'm like, where are why are why are people not engaging with this?
1: Mm-hmm. And we also have um the um the big trucks I saw last week or last time that they were at the game. They're going like two hours earlier. They're kind of having to tailgating. That's a big Mm -hmm. crew, you know, so that I love that, you know, so if anybody wants to bring shots, something quick, we're not talking barbecue, but we're talking like a quick hangout, maybe do some shots, drink a little bit, socialize, network, come two hours before the game. um, It's going to be at six o'clock, so maybe get there around four-ish. I could do that and uh, make some new friends. Bring a friend.
0: James and Jordan, if you're watching or listening, and I know that you are, even if you're not doing it live, mm. you're going to listen later. Alfred Rodriguez has an idea. What about a dollar beer night? Man, it works. It they have it at the missions. Wins. They do them at the missions all the time. Uh, my my father is a huge hockey fan. He is a big hockey fan because that was where he and his buddies could go drink beer at minor league hockey games when they were younger uh and it it became a lifelong passion of his he's he's seventy years old now, still watches hockey. he doesn't drink beer anymore, but he watches hockey all the time um so yeah, dollar beer night may work out uh well, if you could work that out with a freeman, I realize at that point you're dealing with a venue on that kind of stuff, but maybe that's an option um the important thing that you need to do, if you're listening, watching, hanging out with us, if you're part of the Gunslinger Posse, is you uh, need to do your part. Bring yes. friends, bring family, bring folks that might be interested in a great, affordable family time. Jordan Steubing says, "Hey, we've we we've thought of a beer a dollar beer night. Needs an alcohol supplier that'll get behind it." Um, and I understand that all of that plays into that. You got to deal with. All of those kind of things. Yeah. Um,
2: one of the things. Ahead, one of the things I was going to say is, and and they've probably looked into this too, because you know there's smart people working um, behind the scenes here for mm-hmm. this stuff. Um, uh, definitely smarter than than we are, uh, or than I am, I'll say. But um, the merch, we've talked about the merch and said how mm-hmm. incredible it is and how great the designs are. And and how they really appeal to a, a a large amount of people because they base that on a lot of Texas things. Right. If there's any way to get that merch so that it's available outside and away from the Freeman Coliseum, I, I'm talking like Academy or you know Bass Pro Shop that sort of thing. I don't know the the business workings on that type of relationship, right. but if you can get that merch out there and available. To more H-E-B. people, more, more eyes. H-E-B. H-E-B. they okay. do sell they do sell merchandise sure. up in the front, shirts and, and jerseys. I've seen stuff in there uh in the past for Fiesta and for the Spurs and whatnot. But if you can get those really cool and great looking designs out to people to more eyes and more people, they're gonna see that and say, that looks really cool. What's that all about? I think I think that would be great. I just don't know how you'd go about doing that. Uh, well, I Jordan, think, like, Jordan um,
1: knows oh,
0: because heart. he says they're already working on it. Definitely something okay. we're working on.
1: I, I was thinking of like because college is all college football is also big here in San Antonio. If we did a UTSA night or a Saint Mary's University, something like that, to kind of bring some of the college people. I don't know, it's just an idea.
0: The tough thing is it's summer. Yeah, there's still, like, still summer oh. classes. Yeah, a few, but you're not reaching the same kind of number that you would. There's a lot night. night, a love and, night. And, well, sure, but they're, yeah, but yeah, yeah. maybe you're right. Um, so there's, there's lots of ideas. things that there's lots of things the team can do, and they're working on that. I, I want fans to know, listeners to know, people to know there's things you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you can bring your friends, you can bring your family, you can talk about. Um, the gunslingers when you're out and around today, a buddy of mine that lives in San Marcus was complaining on Facebook about, Oh, it's, it's can the NFL season just start already? He's a Colts fan. He's ready for the NFL to start. He lives in San Marcus. And I'm like, Hey, San Antonio gunslingers are six and one, uh, and getting ready for a playoff push. You know, you want to, uh, you know, you want to come down and, and give it a try. Um, it's not the first time I've talked to him about the Gunslingers. But um, maybe this time he'll go, Ah, you know what? Let me go check out a game or let me look at one online. Um, let me let me watch a game online. Do something um, as a Gunslingers fan to do your part and get your name out there. RC, a couple of weeks ago, spent every day um, through the week wearing Gunslingers gear out of the house so that she could be a walk-in billboard for him. Mm-hmm. and. That's what you got to do. That's what we've got to do, is get the word out there. If you're interested in the merch, if you love the merch, um, and you like being uh, the stuff they give away for free because they're giving away some promo items, um, but you're like, you know what the one thing that bothers me about the merch is? Man, I don't want to miss a whole quarter of the game standing in line. It's kind of a bummer. Uh, it is. There's a lot, you know. I when I got my merch the other day, I made sure I got there as soon as I uh, could, and I went at the time that like everybody's enjoying the game, and I got through the line pretty quick, right there at the end of the first quarter. So I missed a few minutes of it, but I went and bought my jersey um, and my stuff. But some people just want to skip the line. Would you guys, you, you guys, just like to skip the line?
1: If I can, I mean, I who will? doesn't? Yeah, that
2: line can
0: get pretty long too. Uh, I got great news for people that have joined with us, partnered with us, and been a part of our show with us. We don't mention it a lot, although we've been mentioning it more lately. We have a Patreon. Um, It goes to pay our bills as a show. Um, We've got equipment that I think we're still in hock uh, to Leo for that we bought when we started this whole thing that we owe him some money on. We have bills to pay as a show hosting uh, this great uh, uh, stuff that we use to get the show out live. That all costs money. Um, and so we pay our bills with our Patreon. We have some folks that have joined us uh, from the beginning, Mo and Iris, mm-hmm. Greg and Kim Nelson.
1: That's
0: right. uh, Herman joined us for a long time. I think he's he's not doing that right now. We've got some new people that have jumped on recently, Jay Washington, who was on with us earlier, Thank you. Um, Jordan and James Steubing. Uh, we wanted to find a way to say thank you to those people yep, and to say thank you to new people that might want to help us just take care of some of those those bills and, and some of running the podcast. So we reached out to the Gunslingers and said, hey, what if we did this? What if our patrons, the folks that have joined us uh, supporting the show, what if they could skip the line at the merch booth at a home game? Uh, they like could just it. walk up. To a will-call sort of area, just for patrons of the Smoking Guns podcast, and say, "Hey, I don't want to wait in that long line, but I do want that T-shirt up there in a in a double XL. Can I get that?" And and they could do that. Plus, wouldn't it be cool if these promotional items, like the T-shirts, mm-hmm. uh, you got to be in the first thousand to get a T-shirt, right? Yep. Well, wouldn't it be cool if our patrons had a reserved? Uh, a promo item set aside for them so that whenever they got to the game and walked over to the merch booth, they could say, Hey, my name is Mo. You have a t-shirt back there for me because there I'm, a, I'm, I'm a patron of the smoking guns podcast. So we rolled that out to the gunslingers and said, Hey, we know we're asking a lot, but is there any way you could help us thank our patrons by doing these couple of things? And they said, absolutely. Um, Just at a minimum, them. At, the, at a minimum, we can do that. So if you're a patron of the show, and I know some of you are watching, Mo's watching right now, I think, um, Mo and Iris, uh, Kim and Greg will, will check in at some point. Um, that is going to be part of our patron program for the rest of the season. At home games, we're going to have something set, uh, an area set aside for you guys to be will call and walk up and just uh, skip the line because you're a patron of the Smoking Guns podcast. And promotional items are going to be set aside for you. Now, I need you to do me a favor on the promotional items, certainly when it's something that's sized like T-shirts. I'm going to be sending out a message after the show tonight that says, hey, I need your sizes by Thursday so that I can get that over to the gunslingers and they can set aside the proper sizes for you. Um, If you're one of those patrons, thank you. And this is our way of saying thank you. Very much, Um, for what you do and helping us support the show. If you're one of those people that loves perks and you say, Hey, I haven't done it before, but I'm willing to do it now. If that kind of thing is wrapped up into it, well come join Let us, us at patreoncom slash smoking guns pod. That's smoking. No G guns with a Z P-O-D, And you can join at a five, a 10 or a $20 level uh, each month. It's it it helps us make the show go, and it gives us an opportunity to do things like, um, the camp. Uh, they had mm-hmm. a camp today. We should ask the guys about if one of them were involved in the camp. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. They had a camp today, but they've got another one coming up later in the uh later in the summer here in a couple of weeks, right? Yep. RC, mm-hmm. you've been tracking that yep. a little better than I yep. have.
1: I think it's um, like the following week, and then we're also going to be a cheerleading <laughs> camp too. I think that's coming yeah. up soon. I'll have to. Get and you
2: guys, that. you guys definitely share that out with people you know, even if they don't follow the show. Tell them, hey, there's a show that I watch, and yes. you have a you have a son or a nephew or a neighbor that's interested in football and wants to be at a football camp. Their 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 son or daughter, uh, let me hook you up with this with this show. Reach out to them because they're looking to sponsor somebody. Um, yeah, we definitely would love to do that.
0: Yeah, we want to sponsor kids. We want uh, we, we offered that last week. We didn't have anybody jump up and take advantage of that, but we want to offer it again. If you have um, a kid that would love to go to football camp, but just the money is the one thing that we keep them away from camp, we want to wipe that out. We want to yep. take care of that. Um, so right. have them reach out to the show on social media, Smoking Guns Pod, Smoking OG, Guns with a Z, P-O-D, um, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And uh, let us know that they would love to be a part of camp. They just need some help with that registration fee. And we will uh, we will connect you with Gunslingers and make that happen.
1: Yes, the second session is June 26th through June 30th. The fee that we're willing to pay is $125. Um, and yeah. that's going to be from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Monday through Thursday. So if there's a kid out there, loves football, you know he loves football, or maybe she loves football, just contact us. This is $125. You don't want that to go to waste. Um, That could be someone's graduation gift, someone's birthday gift. And you can see the passion in their eyes. They're going to be working. They're going to be coached by professional coaches. They're going to be learning skills from professional athletes, professional football. Here in San Antonio, that's what we need to bring. We need to bring that passion. And that passion sometimes starts with kids.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So those of you that are our patrons, thank you so much. Like, we we don't do enough. We know we don't do enough um, to say thank you for what you do to help us make this show run. Um, We really appreciate you. And if you're new, if you're thinking about it, if you're interested, there's maybe something that sweetens the pot a little bit. And you're like, hey um that'd be great to go to the mm-hmm. game this saturday and not have to worry about the line at the merch booth and not have to worry about being you know sweating do you ever count the people when you go to a, an event like that i used to go to missions games all the time when they'd give out jerseys um they do them always on friday night <laughs> and me and my buddy matt yule would get there at like 4 30 oh my and then, and then we'd start counting people we'd be like okay we're we're uh there's about 25 people in front of us here probably the same at each of the other gates and we're doing math and like how many uh people and should we come an hour later no let's not no. do that next time what are still- your odds yeah mm-hmm. uh wouldn't it be great to know that like it doesn't matter what time or where I am in line I know there's one saved back there for me because I'm a patron, in my uh,
1: size
0: with smoking guns. yeah in my size yeah uh, of the smoking guns podcast
2: did did you mention the uh the levels or, or did I miss that?
0: Yeah, we have a $5, $10, and $20 level. If I failed to mention that, we do. Um, and all of those levels are available for that perk at this time. Uh, we reserve the right to think about that as we move into next season. But at this time, for this season, anyone that supports us on Patreon is eligible for that perk at this time. Um, so Patreon.com, smoking good. Slash smoking guns pod, smoking no G, guns with a Z, P O D. Uh, you can help us make the show go. We appreciate it. We're not getting rich off of this. None of us are buying uh, our gear from the money that you're 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 helping us support the show with. We are we are paying our bills and then we are saving it back for opportunities like sending kids to football camp or sending kids to cheerleader camp later in the That's summer. Right. Cause we'll do the same thing when that comes up and make that available. Um, when it comes time for cheerleader camp, what else guys?
1: We did a lot today.
0: We, we had have done a guest, lot.
1: You know, we did a lot. We appreciate Drew and
0: Kadir checking in with us. We yeah, they really were great. We really appreciate the ladies from river city, uh, warriors, mm-hmm. uh, Audio issues aside, that's great the, to know that that uh, they are out there playing football and following that dream in a way that Leo's right, wasn't available at one time. Like there just wasn't an opportunity for them to get out there and play the sport that we all love. And now there's better opportunities for that. And hey, hopefully one day there's even better um, opportunities for ladies. <laughs> Alfred Rodriguez says a t-shirt for the show. To cash in more dough. We actually have merch. We have created merch before. We didn't sell much of it. So (laughs) uh, we kind of put that on hold. We didn't know how many people wanted to wear Smoking Guns podcast stuff. Um, So we don't do that as much anymore. But hey, we've talked about it. We've mentioned before that maybe it's time to create some new stuff for folks. Uh, He talked about the show needs to have a t-shirt with the main logo on the front. The back says, when it comes to professional football, 210's got something to say with the bang bang hashtag. Well, I think we've had that shirt. I, I think I have a shirt that says
2: <laughs> something very close
0: the to that. The 210's got something to say on the back of it. Mo has one. She says, hey, hey, I have your shirts. She
1: does. She
2: does. And she's and then, mentioned what about to me. The, um, go ahead. I was just going to say, she's mentioned to me recently. Not all that long ago, she was like, when are you going to bring merch back? And I was like, eh, it's something we'll talk about at some point, I'm sure.
1: I think those auto decals probably would be. Oh, nice. yeah. yeah. We had those.
2: Yeah, I
0: don't have that anymore. I put it on a truck that no longer exists. Uh, oh, no. It went to the junkyard. So, hmm. yeah. Um, I still have auto decals. You do. I've seen it on the back of your car. Mm-hmm. Coasters. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. We did have those. <clears throat>
0: We did coasters. I've got one in my mm-hmm. bedroom. I got one there right here go. on my desk, man. Um, I use my smoking guns coasters. So. I like those
1: coasters, it's good quality.
0: They're great, they're great. Uh, I use one here, I use one beside my bed on my bedside table. My wife says it doesn't fit with the bedroom decor. Mm. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you won that podcast. battle.
1: You won that battle.
0: Yeah, I win so few, so we yeah, gotta I win know. that one. So Saturday, 6 o'clock, where are you going to be? You're going to be at the Freeman Coliseum watching the San Antonio Gunslingers take on the West Texas Warbirds. Bring someone with you. Bring someone with you. And then when you get home that night, when you get home after the game and you're just like, I want to relive that amazing football game that I just watched, you can pull it up on YouTube and listen to Ralph Judkins and Philip Higginbotham on the call for the San Antonio Gunslingers uh, broadcast. Uh, Ralph has dragged me over for this week and this week alone. Gabe will be back uh, next week, but for now, um, it'll be me and Ralph calling this game for the West against the West Texas Warbirds on Saturday night. It's been a minute since I've called the game, Leo. It's been it a It has.
2: Minute. It has. I'm looking forward to that. Um i definitely going to be, you know, at the game watching, but I'm going to have to make sure I catch the broadcast afterwards just just so I can uh, uh, see if you've uh, gotten uh, better? a little rusty or gotten any better. Or rusty, you... yeah. <laughs> Got to that rust off. I'm, I'm sure you're going to do great.
1: I don't think he dragged you. I really don't. You said he dragged you into this? Yeah. Ah, no. <laughs> How much money did him? How much money that you paid is, him?
0: That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Giving Philip
2: another reason to, to put a microphone in front of him? Oh, you just yeah. you have to twist Those his arm. Those headphones won't even hey, fit Phillip. that head
1: anymore.
2: Hey, Philip, will you talk
0: on a microphone for two hours? Ah, twist my arm.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, no, I do like to hear my voice. Uh, my jobs, my, my favorite jobs, my jobs, my hobbies right now are preaching on Sunday in front of the church. And talking on a microphone with you guys on Monday night. And then I prepare for those all week long. Um, so do I like to hear my own voice? Yeah, I do. I just, um, yeah. Apparently I do. Uh, I love to talk about the things I love. Gunslingers football, professional football in San Antonio, uh, and Jesus. I talk about those things all the time. Um, all right. And I get to do that on a mic for a few hours a week. And that's a lot of fun. So It is fun. Uh, Well, get out there and bring somebody along. Mo's bringing somebody. She said she's dragging her kid who flies in Friday night from Virginia. That's perfect. Just not the Cowboys. What, you want me to talk about the Colts?
1: (laughs) Hey,
0: hey, the Colts might have a decent quarterback. I'm I'm liking the more and more I learn about uh, Anthony Richardson. I'm liking that. I think he might be the best Mm -hmm. of those... Uh those first round quarterbacks that went I think Anthony Richardson's got the best chance. Um, I don't shot. I'm not a fan of Bryce or CJ Stroud not because of who they are but the system they came out of. Tell me the last successful solid draft pick that came from Alabama or Ohio State. Tua is about the closest you can get and I don't know that I want Tua as my franchise guy right now. Leo, can you think of an Ohio State or uh Hurts uh, what do you consider Hurts? Is he an Ohio State guy? Uh,
2: yeah, i Yeah, we'll give him that. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, um, definitely the best, the cream of the crop right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But far more of
0: those guys flame out. Um, so Anthony Richardson, I think has has. I think he's got a better team around him than the other yes. two guys do. Um, I think. I think the Colts were all the Colts were missing last year was a quarterback. Um, and they could have made some noise, but, uh, what they were doing at quarterback last year was not going to work. Carson wentz Um, that's just not going to be the answer, but now, um, if he can be a decent quarterback, I think they've got a shot at being pretty good. So there, I talked about your Colts.
1: There we go. Are you
0: happy, Mo? I talked about your Colts. Um, I'm following it all. What's going on in different Bronco land, Leo, anything, anything interesting or fun?
2: Uh, no, just lots of, lots of talk of, uh, how Russell Wilson, you know, it's a do or die year for him and the team has got his back and a lot of talk about how this past season was an unfair judgment on him. So his team says, but what else are they going to say? Right. If, so, yeah, if, if, if
0: it wasn't Ben DiNucci going to start starting for your team and you don't want that.
2: Yeah. I don't know about that. So. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. They also Perfect. got the guy. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of his name right now. Uh, the guy that was the backup in in uh, in uh, Las Vegas. I wanted to say Oakland, but yeah, you know, Las Vegas for the Raiders. Um, and they brought him in also. And he's he's got some he's got some real tools of some potential. So um, Danucci's. I, I wouldn't pencil him in as a number two just yet although they did say he looked looked good in camp.
0: I can't for the life of me think of the guy out of uh, the Raiders that you're talking about. You said the Raiders backup, and I was like, isn't that Matt McGloin? Yeah, like seven years ago, that was (laughs) Matt McGloin. (laughs)
3: Uh,
0: So, no, I can't for the life of me remember who you're talking about. It's not important anyway. It's the backup quarterback. Uh, uh, Russell's going to be fine. Russell Wilson's going to be fine.
5: Jarrett Stidham.
0: Ah, uh, Stidham. Jarrett Stidham. A, uh, originally drafted by the Patriots, I believe. Yes. Jarrett Stidham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which means that Bill Belichick looked at this guy at one point and said, maybe this is the next Tom Brady. No. He was, he wasn't. But at some point, Bill Belichick looked at this guy and said, maybe, um, uh, that says something. Um, I don't know what it says, but it says something uh
1: about him,
2: so we'll see
1: well I, wanted to say, I just wanted to say before we end the show, I wanted to thank my husband Jerry, for letting me use his room it's the I have a different background for those who are watching. It's not the usual gunslinger t shirt um so thank you honey that uh, is an
2: awesome it. room, Jerry.
0: Check that room out. I'm, I'm showing it, it on the big screen so you can see all his
2: There you go, Marvel Jerry. Stuff. And yeah. that's not
0: comic book stuff. That's all his Marvel stuff. Because yes. he has another room for the other, the DC yes. stuff.
1: He has two rooms, just so you know. And he nice. has a third room for the Cowboys with the pool table and everything. Y'all Man, really what want the it? heck? For holidays.
2: Well, I, I want two rooms, Lolees. What the He's heck? He's got three. He's got three. <laughs> three. I want three rooms. Oh, and with that, uh, that.
0: we're going to start wrapping things up. Hey, if you want to find the show, uh, you can find us on social media all over the place. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook, uh, we are at smoking guns pod at all of those places that's smoking. No G guns with a Z P O D. Um, you can follow us on all three of those different outlets you can support the show on Patreon. We've talked a little bit about that. Patreon.com. Again, Smoking Guns Pod is where you can find us. We would be glad to have you join us in any way you can. Look, mm-hmm. if you can't support the show financially, that's fine. We we are okay with that. You can always, the thing that's free to do is to share it out tomorrow morning when the podcast comes up. Share that out or take this video once we're done talking here in a few minutes and share it on A group about football that you're a big fan of. Um, Get the word out there. The more people hear us, uh, they listen to us. And and that's great for a guy like me who is in love with his own voice. But what's even better is they hear about the Gunslingers and they go, you know what? Maybe I will go this weekend on Saturday night and take a game in. That sounds like it would be a good time. And that's what we want to do. We want more people at these Gunslingers games. We want more people... As san antonio brahma's games we want more people at the tailgates we want more people to get excited about pro football in san antonio and continue to build this community around pro football in san antonio because when it comes to pro football in san antonio whether it's in carolina or jacksonville orlando or albany um even if it's in seattle or arlington if that's a place i, I don't believe that that's actually a place but arlington or Houston, when it comes to professional football on the 100-yard gridiron or in the 50-yard fight, no matter where it's played, when it comes to professional football, the 2-1-0 has got something to say.
1: Bang, bang.